I'm actually going to interview you, right? Yes, role reversal. Here we All go. right. So let me just, you know, jump right in, Melanie. And why don't you tell us what makes you, you? Me? Well, so glad that you asked. <laughs> it's so funny being on the other side. Um, okay, so I think one of, the, one of the big things, I am a wife of... 12 and a half years, almost forgot. I'm a wife of 12 and a half years. I'm a mom of three children, but also I'm a mom of three children um, in heaven. I have, we, Edgar and I have three children here on earth and we have experienced the heartbreaking grief of miscarriages. And so I feel like that's a huge thing that shaped me into who I am. I, um, and I'll share more about that actually in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. But walking through miscarriages, walking through death on this earth and having to experience that here, it, it forever shaped my perspective and my heart for eternity and my longing to be with heaven, with the Lord in heaven. Um, so I think that's a huge thing that shaped me. Um, for other things, I am, I'm a party animal. <laughs> I'm a seven wing eight on the Enneagram. I'm an ENFP on the whole brain type thing, if anybody does that anymore. So um, I'm always up for hanging out with people and doing fun stuff, filling the calendar with all kinds of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just, That's right. Right? All the things. I know all about it. I know all about it for over 14 years. Now I know who you are and, it's just wonderful living life with you because we're so different, but we complete each other. So, um, yeah, that I, I, I do agree with you. That makes you so. So yeah. I, I think what, what we want to talk about a little bit is uh, one of your testimonies, um, kind of a testimony of what the Lord has done in your life and in our lives and in our family. And it's kind of also what kind of um, launched you onto book writing and um, even this, I think this, um, this Instagram account. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay. Thanks for asking. So um, one of the fun things about sharing testimonies, I know a lot of us grew up thinking, you know, I'm going to share my testimony, like the time that Jesus saved me and that I went from my address being headed toward hell to headed toward heaven. But really, our testimony is just giving credit to God for the things he is doing in our life. So we all have mm -hmm. testimonies. And so one of the testimonies that I want to share is of a really dark season when Edgar and I were um, a couple of years into marriage. You'll tell me the timeline. I don't remember. But um, we were maybe four years into marriage. We have been praying to get pregnant for the whole time, basically since we got married. And it just seemed to take a while. And then finally, after, I don't know, three years of trying, I think, two, three, mm -hmm. um, I got pregnant and I was so excited. We were thrilled. We're going to have a baby. And then uh, we went in and heard the heartbeat. And then we went back for the next appointment and the baby had no heartbeat. And so we had to say goodbye to that precious baby and we grieved and it was so hard and so painful, but the Lord was so near. And so we began to get, try to get pregnant again. A whole nother year went by and I got pregnant again after a full year. 
and then I miscarried a second time. And that was such a dark season for me and for us, of course. It was such a dark season because I just didn't understand, God, why? Why would you let me experience that two times? Okay, I know once the statistics and so many women go through it, but two times? Why did I have to go through that? Why would you take my baby when you're the only giver of life? He's the only one who could give life, and he wasn't. And we, we had prayed for health and healing over that baby when it looked like my HCG numbers were dropping, and we really believed God for a miracle. And we really had to, I really had to wrestle with my faith. And there's a verse that God gave me in that time. It's from Zechariah not a, a book many of us go to very often, but it's so good. Zechariah chapter 9, verses 11 and 12. Um, it says, As for you, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will free your prisoners from the waterless pit. Return to your fortress, O prisoners of hope. Mm. Even now I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. And I am not a Bible theologian, but I remember looking at that and thinking, God, I feel like this journey of waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and getting my hopes up and then being devastated and then waiting and waiting and waiting, getting my hopes up and being devastated again. Mm -hmm. A waterless pit because it's so slow. And if you know, if you fell into a pit that had water in it, well, blah, 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 you'd drown and you would die and it would be over fast. But I just had this picture of me laying in this waterless pit, just this deep hole somewhere on the earth and just drowning in my pain and disappointment. And really, ultimately, I was offended at God. Mm -hmm. Down to I just was so disappointed in God and offended at him for the way that I felt like he wasn't answering my prayers and showing up for me in the way that I wanted him to. And through the years after that, the Lord just healed my heart so much. He showed me that he is my fortress of hope. And I was a prisoner to that kind of hope. And that's the best kind of prisoner to be, is, is living in that place of Jesus being my hope. And he restored my understanding of his goodness, because ultimately it was really me questioning, mm -hmm. God, are you really good? Are you really good? And, you know, that's what the enemy wanted us to, you know, from the very beginning, the enemy said to Adam and Eve, you know, did God really say, hmm, and to make us question, you know, God, did, did you really say that? Is it really true? Can we really trust what you say about yourself? Mm -hmm. He promises to restore. He promises to redeem. He promises mm -hmm. all for good. So I just, I really feel like, there is someone who's going to be watching this. I don't know if it's someone live now or someone who's going to hop in and catch this later, um, that you feel ready to give up. And the Lord is wanting to give you hope and faith to see that he really is good. Some of you have been asking that same question. God, are you good? Are you really good? I mean, I know you're strong. I know you're just. I know you're powerful. But are you good? You see me down here in this waterless pit? And I feel like he really wants to encourage you that he is, mm -hmm. he is so good. You can trust him. He is faithful. He loves you. He is for you. He is not against you. He has not ignored you. And his delay is not his denial. So, to, so good, no. to cut to the end of the story, we have three precious children, as we said in the beginning. And the Lord truly has literally restored double. 
Mm-hmm. Even to the point that you are now preaching it. And I, I love that about you. It's that, you know, you've really taken this, um, this cross that kind of came your way and our way. And, and you didn't just give up, but you fought your way through it. And it, and it was a hard path and it was, there was many tears. And, uh, but now looking back on it, it's um, become a ministry and it's really become a place where, you know, you are now pouring out and you want to give hope and bring hope to others and bring encouragement and speak those words. So looking back on it, it's God's perfect plan. At that time, we, um, we didn't see it that way. We didn't know what was going on. But now looking back on it, it really is um, God's way of, of launching you into things. So, yes, well, that's, that's great, Mel. Um, I love your last question, too, that you always ask your girls. And I know last week, I think um, Bridget, she, she asked you kind of quickly in return. So you already meant something about, you know, what kind of cup of coffee at Starbucks you would be. But I, I know you, you can make up another one. I know you've got enough in, ingredients in you to, uh, to make a whole menu. So It's so true. Okay, so yes, the question is, if I was a Starbucks drink, what would I be if they made mm-hmm. it? And there's so much. I feel like I'm just all over the place. And so um, it would be a salted caramel mocha, a hot salted caramel mocha, because I love the salty. I love the sweet. I love the richness of the mocha. I love the warmth of a hot drink. I love hot coffee all year round. I know I'm weird, but I just do because I'm just warm and love, love all this <laughs> That's I always feel like when you sent me for a Starbucks drink, I, I have to write it down because there's so many words in it. And it's normally like dairy free, soy, this extra, less that. And it's like this 17 words, you know, like recipe. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I got to write this down because, and if I get one of them off, then you taste it and be like, wait a minute, did you do the coconut or did you, you know, <laughs> oh, the coconut. So. That's right. So we'll say a grande salted caramel mocha extra hot. Okay. I will. (laughs) I'm so glad this is live and this is recorded. So now finally I can write it down and I got it. So, all right. (laughs) Anyway, well, so much love to you all. So much love to you all. I pray that you're encouraged. Stay warm. Yeah. Stay warm, folks. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, ladies. 